Holly G with the Golf Insiders. We are on the eve of the 121st U.S. Open, and we're going live to beautiful Torrey Pines, just outside San Diego on the gorgeous California coast, to check in with Damon Hack from the Golf Channel. Hey, Damon. Holly G, I tell you what, I don't know who invented the term Chamber of Commerce weather, but my guess is he or she is from San Diego. What a beautiful place. Kind of fun to be in the golf business uh, this week of the year, isn't it? It really is. So many great storylines here. Obviously, the game feels like it has a lot of momentum with what Phil did at Kiowa. Now he's got a home game trying to you know, make that career grand slam a reality at the age of now 51. He turned 51 on Wednesday today. So I tell you, it's just uh, you feel like we're not just the center of the golf world, but in many ways the center of the sports world this week. Isn't that the truth? And, uh, of course, everybody remembers the epic win uh, with Tiger Woods back in 2008 when he beat Rocco, and they had that, you know, incredible 18-hole playoff on Monday. Of course, we won't be having a playoff on Monday this time around because they've gone to an aggregate um, two-hole playoff, Damon. But what do you think? Is is it a ton of pressure for Phil to try to make this happen on his home course, the Grand Slam? I think it always would have been some pressure, but I think in some ways the pressure is alleviated by the fact that he just won at Kiowa, uh, you know, becoming the oldest major championship winner ever. And he was able to kind of celebrate that and then now get back to work. If anything, he taught himself that at this advanced age, he can not just compete, but win and win major championships. I know this is a different Tony Pines than the one he grew up on. Uh, he's won three times here, but it was before Reese Jones uh, put his hands on the golf course and changed it. But I still believe that this is Phil's kind of last best opportunity. I don't think he's going to be able to chase the Grand Slam into his mid-50s, but you never know. Uh, right now, this could be kind of a renewed sweet spot for him, a kind of second life. I think he's received motivation from Tom Brady, who won a Super Bowl at the age of 43. He knows he has to strike while the iron is hot. The game is so fickle, whether you're 51 or 31. So I think he knows he's got great form right now, and he wants to cash his chips this week during this home game at Torrey Pines. Yeah, it is just the, uh, you know, we, we talk about the storylines at every major, and, but this one just uh, seems to be monumental. Of course, we've got um, John Rahm coming back after his uh, positive COVID test at the Memorial when he just shot that amazing round, but John, I'll tell you what, has a lot of class and a lot of composure. Uh, he sure showed it in that press conference. Really did, and I think his head is now in the right place, thankfully, and most importantly, uh, he feels good. He feels healthy, and the inner circle around him, thankfully, uh, tested COVID negative. He said the difficult thing was that his parents got to visit his, his child, and he was able to be there and join them for that moment where their son, Keppa, met the grandparents for the first time Aww. as we're all trying to get to the end of COVID. But uh, from a playability and mental standpoint, I think John Rom knows that this is one of his favorite places on the planet. Got his first PGA Tour win at the Farmers here in 2017. Got engaged on the cliffs overlooking the Pacific Ocean with his 
his now wife Kelly. So a lot of great moments for him here. Has a wonderful record here at the Farmers Insurance. The golf course, yeah, it's a firmer, faster test, uh, but the fairway widths are the same. The rough is just higher. So John Rump knows that he knows this golf course well, has great comfort here, and I understand why he is the favorite. He's my pick to win this week. It just seems like the way he's playing golf, when you couple the six-shot lead that he had at Memorial, which he lost, couple that with coming to a place that he already loves and has great history, I just think the stars will be in alignment for John Rahm. Wow, you're, you're, you're giving us the, uh, the secret pick already. Well, here's the guy I've got on my radar, and I think a lot of people do too, Xander Shopley. He's yeah. a hometown boy. Uh, he, this is incredible. He's finished second nine times. He's won four times, but he's got six top fives in major championships. I mean, his time is coming, isn't it, Damon? It really is. A fantastic record in U.S. Open specifically. He has great knowledge of the golf course. You know, his kind of hometown story overshadowed, understandably, by Phil Mickelson, who is his elder. But, you know, Xander Shoffley is a San Diego kid as well. Grew up here high school and junior college and college and, you know, the golf courses around here he knows well, including Tory Pines. Missed the cut at Kiowa, which was a bit of a surprise. He was my pick to win the PGA Championship. You mentioned his great record in majors. So that was one of the big surprises of that week was that Xander did not find the weekend. Watching him practice this week, he looks focused. He looks composed. It would be a wonderful scenario if Xander Shoffley found his way to breaking through for his first major, and it happens in his hometown. Let's talk about the guy who won it back in January, Patrick Reed. What do you think his chances are? Yeah, you know, the more and more I talk to players, the more they say that, while, you know, chinning the ball straight always is a, an asset at a U.S. Open, they think scrambling might be the most important skill because the lies in the rough are just going to be so variable and you're not going to know what you get till you walk up to find your ball so it makes me think about Patrick Reed because he has some of the best hands in the business excellent short game we know he can get up and down from a lot of spots of bother so you couple that with the fact that he's already won here and has you know one of the best short games on the PJ Tour and also think about Tiger and Tiger when he won in 2008 at the US Open he'd also won at the Farmers earlier that year, we know how much Tiger and Patrick Reed think of each other. They are pals, so there's you know, no doubt that Patrick wants to emulate uh, what the big cat did 13 years ago. So I think his skill set works here. He obviously has good vibes on the golf course, and I think his short game uh, will be a very, very a key weapon as Patrick Reed tries to pull the double at Torrey Pines. Uh, the other guy that you know seems to be finding his game and would love another U.S. Open championship, Jordan Spieth. Uh, you know, he said he was close before, but I think he comes into this tournament, uh, you know, ready ready to take another U.S. Open championship. Yeah, he's a little bit banged up. Uh, I found out that broke the news uh, on a Monday that he had a bit of a this half took an awkward step while carrying his golf bag, tweaked his right ankle, he's got tape, tape on either side of the ankle. He's able to walk on it, he's able to squat down, read puts to all of that, but not the ideal to try to chase down a fourth major championship in a second U.S. Open, but he's got some uh, a fighting spirit, you know, he's among the leaders in 
helps gain grind on the PGA Tour just in terms of his stomach for the fight. So uh, not a hundred percent. He says it's not going to bother him. He's not going to, uh, you know, not show up on Thursday. But it's just one thing that might be in the back of his mind that he's not quite 100%, but his ability to scramble and fight. Uh, and now we know he can win again, as he proved in San Antonio. He's had a fantastic season with some eight top ten finishes. I think we'll hear George Spieth's voice uh, before this weekend is said and done. Speaking of banged up. But he's looking like he's, you know, getting back into, you know, feeling almost 100%. Brooks Kepka, what's the latest on him? Feels healthy, says the knee gets better and better every day. Uh, trying to finally tap down some of the back and forth between himself and Bryce and DeChambeau. I think both probably acknowledge that it's got a little bit out of hand. We know what major championships mean to Brooks Kepka. Doesn't want to distract from how he goes about his business, which is usually with a very serious face and all about taking care of what's in front of him. When he's trying to compete in major championships, he shows up ready to play. He's gotten healthier and healthier. Uh, I think that he has to be considered one of the favorites when they tee it up showing tomorrow. Well, you mentioned in the same breath, Bryson DeChambeau. We know that he just uh, went for the fences uh, back in November. Uh, what, what's your thought on Bryson's strategy this time around at Torrey? Yeah, he says he's going to take the same strategy, which is to bomb it and gouge it out of the rough where need be. The one thing that's different to me about this golf course, and Wingfoot is one of the most difficult, the variety of lies that the players may have this week is what's going to be different. This is a true municipal golf course in that there are different types of grasses in this rough. You've got Kikuyu and Bermuda and Kauana and Arise. This is a municipal course where the golf course you know, really is going to make these players have to use their imagination as the ball sits in different ways and the grass leans this way and that and good lies here and bad lies there. I think we'll find out about the versatility of Bryce DeChambeau's short game. It worked very well, scrambled wonderfully at Wingfoot, but it was a more consistent grass there. I want to see how Bryce deals with the variability of the rough here at Torrey Pines. That's my biggest question mark about the defending champion. Let's face it, there's so it's so deep of you know some guys that could be slightly off the radar. But um, anybody in particular that you're looking at, I mean, we've got Will Zalatoris, who's, you know, just come on the scene and is impressing everybody and finished second in the Masters. Who, you know, who in your uh, slightly off the radar should we be looking at? Yeah, how about Garrett Higo, a youngster from South Africa who won at Palmetto. I spoke to Gary Pliss, the real deal, said his legs are as strong as Tarzan, his <laughs> mind is better than 90% of the pros already out here. So I think he's someone who, uh, I don't expect him to win this week, but he's someone who comes in full of confidence. Three wins in his last six starts around the world. He'll come to San Diego floating on a cloud after breaking through for his first PGA Tour win. He's got the right voices in his ear. Played a practice round with Charles Schwartzel and Louis Ustase and fellow South Africans in major camps at Kiowa. They both said that this kid is the real deal. So Garrett Hiko uh, coming in off of a heater after that victory at Congaree is someone under the radar to pay attention to. Okay, and a guy who um, you would not expect to be under the radar, but has been struggling with his putting, which is a surprise, is JT, Justin Thomas. 
What's going yeah. on? He, he admittedly just played that well outside of that weekend at the Players' Championship, and he's put a little pressure on himself. He said he's worked as hard as he ever has over the last several weeks trying to get his game right for the U.S. Open. He's put a lot of pressure on his putter, and you're right. If the putter is not hot, it's hard to win golf tournaments, you know, let alone the major championships. So I think that JT right now seems to be in a little bit of search mode. Uh, is right now trying to kind of work his way through a, a bit of a funk outside of winning that great trophy as he did in March at TPC Sawgrass. So he's someone that I have a little bit more concerns about. And I put Dustin Johnson in a similar way. The putter has just been very cool for the number one player in the world. So the guys uh, are our initials gang, DJ and JT, is not entering this tournament with the kind of form that they expected to have. I agree with you there. All right, so here's a here's a local guy who's been hot. Who is, I'm going out on the limb and picking in my uh, you know not so dark horse dark horses. Charlie Hoffman, how do you like that pick? Yeah, Charlie seems to show up major championship weeks. We see him lead the tournament at the Masters. Uh, he's a veteran now, multi-time multiple-time winner on the PGA Tour. Uh, probably at a point in his career too much. And I think that kind of having the support of the fans, again, most of the attention on Phil Xander after that. But Charlie Hoffman is a popular player who has a game, who knows how to control his golf ball, and is very comfortable in this environment in terms of what San Diego golf has to offer. I think Charlie Hoffman has a top 10 pick. Top 15 pick is a very fine play ahead of this national championship. Well, here's my my final question. Uh, do you think it's going to be a, a repeat major winner, or are we going to see somebody win his first major at iconic Torrey Pines? Yeah, I feel like we're a run of young players breaking through for the first time, whether it's a Bryce DeChambeau or a Colin Morikawa at the PGA or Hideki breaking through. I think that game continues. I have Victor Hoffman on my board, but for me, John Rahm is the one to get it done. All right, Damon. Well, uh, tell my listeners how we can uh, get all the latest scoops for the 121st U.S. Open on Golf Channel for the rest of the week. Yeah, it's just uh, It will also be on Golf Channel as well as NBC. I'm looking forward to doing some interviews during the broadcast Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday morning. It should be a fantastic championship. All right. Thank you so much, my friend. We appreciate your time. Damon Hack from the Golf Channel at the U.S. Open from beautiful Torrey Pines. Thank you so much. Thanks, Holly. Julie.